break, draft, trade. I got a concert tomorrow night. I love that theater. It's on the water. Oh, what's the concert? Uh, Dave Matthews Band. Oh, damn. Oh. Yeah, I go every year. Yeah. It's 3 a.m. I must be lonely. That's uh, <laughs> Matchbox 20. They play on the 20th. Ah, that's close. <laughs> I love Matchbox 20. <laughs> Nick just whipped out Matchbox 20 instead of Dave Matthews. It's on the work playlist, okay? <laughs> Counting Crows were there on the 8th. Oh, Counting Crows. Oh. They sing Mr. Jones and I, isn't it? So do you, and I. <laughs> and I. <laughs> and isn't, that who it, isn't that what it is? Who it, what is it? What is it? It's Mr. Jones and I. <laughs> Didn't I say that? <laughs> it's and me. Why are you? It's in me. Why are you laughing at me? Mr. Jones, he is accompanying me on this evening. <laughs> I saw them a couple years ago. Who? Counting Crows. Yeah, I've seen them. Who else was there? It was... Craig? I don't know if he was there or not. I don't remember. Could have been Matchbox 20. <laughs> <laughs> when in doubt. I think it was because I would have gone for Matchbox 20. It's Kryptonite, right? Kryptonite? That's three doors down. Is that what I'm supposed to be guessing? Mm -mm. Dave Matthews. Oh, yeah, it's still wrong. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Nick still wrong. <laughs> We're going to do a podcast on music trivia. <laughs> How to guess bands from the same era with the wrong uh, band title. Wrong names only. <laughs> if you throw Debbie Gibson out there, I'm I'm definitely going to nail it. <laughs> Name one Debbie Gibson song. <laughs> and you guys are just crickets. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> what genre is Debbie Gibson? Debbie Gibson, yeah. She's the OG pop queen. Mm. She's like the pop queen who started Pop Queens. Mm. Kind of sounds like when you invented llamas. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't invent a llama. I just made llamas cool. Yes, of course. And I totally did. I did not think that you made llamas. <laughs> yes, you you invented them, actually. Yeah, I didn't, like, create llamas and give them life or anything. I didn't manufacture them. Yeah. I just drew the blueprints. The queen is a uh, big llama distributor. <laughs> I grew them in a greenhouse and <laughs> yes, that's exactly how it works. Break, draft, trade. At the end of his contract, if he's good, you tag him once, and then you let him go, and you draft a new running back. Get drafted. Oh, exceed expectations. Carry your team. Bring glory to the franchise. Be discarded. <laughs> There's parallels to our approaches to Dynasty, where a lot of people will still take Eckler high, will still take these other guys high, and it is, it's that mentality that applies to Dynasty. So it's like your best years are used up before you're even off your rookie deal, which is their beef because they're getting paid like a rookie and they're the best thing for their team. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's where they're seeing it's unfair. But in Dynasty, it's like, do you want to really want to buy that 26, 27, 28 year old running back? No. The NFL doesn't. And that doesn't necessarily correlate to Dynasty. But when the NFL doesn't, that definitely adds a risk level to any running back in that range in Dynasty. And their best years are the first years and their first years are the lowest paid years or else organizations are going to do what's best for the organization which is not pay them but it's like jacoby myers getting paid massively and saquon can't get paid yeah no something's wrong with that you know Corey davis earns a bigger contract than barkley has ever had you know it's really crazy that's messed up <laughs> i was a little bit surprised that you did go goddard there because there was no tight end premium i mean granted goddard is a beast, but... This isn't a league that is your normal 120 starters. This is 8 starters. Mm -hmm. 12 teams times 8, that's 96 starters a week. Mm -hmm. My assumptions are 10 starters, 12 team, which is 120 players a week. So there's 24 fewer players per week being started in this league specifically. Mm -hmm. That means that the better players are worth a little bit more. Those middling guys, top guys on your bench are going to be mixing in with those. So that's part of what makes like the even better guys that are better than just what's going to be on your bench or on waivers that are worth a little bit more. When one of eight starters is made up by my tight end, I'm going to value getting one of the good ones a little bit more hmm. just for the star power bonus in the league that doesn't have as many starters because it makes up one eighth. So 12.5% of my lineup hmm. as much as my quarterback makes up. Okay. Uh, the no flex thing is really interesting there too. In a normal league, the RB2s have additional value because having a better RB2 than them means 
they have to play a much worse running back. In this league, there's only one required running back. Right. Just having an RB2 that scores less than a wide receiver is not an advantage in this league, where in a normal league it is. Yeah. Because that's the RB you're playing. You're forced to play him. The scarcity of the later RBs is adjusted slightly in a league like this, mm-hmm. with only one required of each. I'm on Ron White in the early. No. I'm glad I wasn't taking him. You just said that so ugly. (laughs) Take it back. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Welcome back to the Rank Draft Trade Podcast. I'm your hostess, Gina Noble. You can also call me the queen. And you can find me on Twitter at NobleG underscore FF. I am going to happily introduce you to the fantasy brains of the show. My fantasy besties, Mike. Find him on Twitter at underscore Papa Bear Claw. Papa, tell him hello. Hello. Thank you. He he follows directions so well. Yes. Yeah. I know. Thank you. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> And of course, Mr. Nick James, you can find him on Twitter at Iowa in the NFL. I'm not even going to pick on you being an Iowa fan today. Mm. I'm just going to give you like a virtual high five and you can give a virtual high five to all your fans. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was it happening. (laughs) Slow clap. (laughs) Hello, various people described. Yes. Body parts, I think. (laughs) Body parts. Yes. Phalanges. So we did the top 24 quarterbacks. That was a fun podcast. Lots of good information. Mike and Nick always have a plethora of information. And every once in a while, I surprise the crowd. So today, we're going to do the same thing, only we're moving into running backs. I don't know about you guys listening, but running backs have been a point of interest for me going into drafts. I am, there's just so much movement with running backs. And speaking of movement, we've had a lot of that here recently. Lots of news dropping on various running backs. So we're going to get into some broken news as well. But I think this is a great time, if you haven't already drafted, to get some opinions on running back orders for your draft for Dynasty Leagues. Facts. Yeah. (laughs) So, as always, ladies go first. It's so nice of my podcast besties here to always let me have the number one drafting position. They know by now. I go in, they've already picked their spots, and number one is always waiting for me. Um, So, I picked first. I'm pretty sure the... Is the word unequivocable? Did I say that right? Close enough. I'm by it. Okay. Um, number <laughs> one across the board. I don't know. Maybe every once in a while you get some crazy <laughs> drafting group that obviously doesn't listen to our podcast. But but Bijan Robinson goes number one rookie in Atlanta. Super excited to see what Bijan has to offer. Great landing spot. So all of that combined definitely pushes him up into the 101. Yep. If you sit down, go to rank running backs for the year. It's like, all right, who's younger than 23 and a half and not coming off of an injury and not having someone drafted next to them who also got respectable draft capital? There's no one. (laughs) I think that has partially attributed to just running backs in general going later and wide receivers being pushed up is there isn't just that clear tier. The perennial RB1 guys of yesteryears where it's Aaron Jones and Joe Mixon and Cook, it's they're all crested and are on the down. So it's kind of like a changing of the guard that we talked about last year was going to happen this year. It's like a changing of the guard and they're fighting over who goes first. So it's like none of these get none of the running back process prospects are perfect but if you're gonna bet on someone how about the highest drafted running back in recent memory or in these ranks Bijan robinson isn't even 22 yet in two years he'll be as old as some rookies in two years and you get this running back now when their best years are those pre-24 years Bijan robinson seems like without playing a snap the rb1 yeah it seems really strange running back landscapes in a very weird spot right now all of like the real studs and like the guys that you're you know pretty sure are going to be RB1s this 
this year are aging out, and a lot of the younger running backs are coming off of injury. We'll start going through the rankings. Uh, you're going to see several guys who got either hurt last year or coming off of weird situations right now. So we just don't have that clear tier of young running backs that are, you know, that used to go in the first rounds of startups. Do you have any running backs in your top 12 players? What do you mean? Superflex startup, top 12, first round. Would you include any running backs? Yeah, I could probably, I would probably have Bijan at like the 12, possibly 11, 12 team Superflex. Yeah, I could see him there after about after seven quarterbacks and two wide receivers. Yeah. Yep. There you go. That's exactly it. I mean, you could debate him with Lamb. Most people are probably taking him over Justin Fields now anyways. Yeah. So that would be at 10. So anywhere from 10 to 12 or whatever. Bijan Robinson already a first round startup pick. Hasn't played a snap of NFL football yet. The odds of your top and first round running back getting every opportunity to be extremely successful seems pretty high. So good pick, the queen. Yeah. Thank you. And I think that the word I was actually looking for was uncontested. So I might have made up my own word. I don't know. I looked it up and <laughs> there is a variation of what I said. So if anybody out there is like grammar people or <laughs> dictionary people, uncontested. So uncontested Bijan Robinson in the 101. Moving to our number two 102 pick here, we have Nick James. And he went with a guy I kind of love. Who'd you go with, Nick? Brees Hall. Yay! Probably the second best college in Iowa, Iowa State. <laughs> Just shy of the best. Are there only two? <laughs> yeah, probably. There's two good <laughs> ones. There are, there are more than that, but yes. You know, he says there's two good ones. Believe it or not, more than two colleges and cornfields, I believe. This is definitely a, a Kmart. <laughs> There's. Uh, are there Kmart's left in the world? The last one's got to be in Iowa. <laughs> I don't know why it makes any sense. He is much more special than a blue light special. He looked really good last year before getting hurt. Now, betting on running backs the year after a knee injury isn't a great one unless you're like Adrian Peterson or unless you have like the surgery that Noble's daughter had and they just get extra ligaments like buy one, get one free. <laughs> Listen, we paid for both. <laughs> there was nothing free. <laughs> Arguably, once you hit that deductible, you know, you don't have to like come out of pocket, but we've already like basically been broke on the ACL. It was her own ligament and they still charge you for parts. <laughs> right? Like they took out a piece of her own body, put it back in, and we still get charged. Yeah. yeah. Got charged you for that. <laughs> I should get some kind of discount. Like, what do you mean? I got a bill for a ligament? I thought I provided it. Yeah. It was mine for a second. And you know, ironically enough, Brees Hall and my daughter, Bella, probably had the same, but I don't know if he got the extra ligament Bella did or not. Brees? I'll have to, I'll have to call and ask. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Brees. Okay. Yeah. While you're checking on that, Brees <laughs> Hall is less- I'll get him on the phone. Less than one year older than Bijan Robinson, and Bijan Robinson is 21 and a half. So Brees Hall was hyped up, maybe not quite to the level of Bijan Robinson because he's been like- Not close. A highly touted Debbie prospect all the way leading up until now and hasn't fell short of that. Brees Hall has been hyped, but just not quite to that level. So I get the Bijan hype if you're taking two basically unknowns. At least with Brees Hall, if he comes back and he's not great this year, he's 23 next year. And he's already proved that he is, in fact, really good. So you eventually get credited with one of the better running backs who could be this spot or one spot earlier in an a year's time time depending on how things go yeah i'd still take Bijan one and then i'm looking at do i want someone over 24 or do i want to take one of the elite guys who are under it and that's where i come up with Brees hall as my second running back it, it makes sense he's going into his second year right before he got injured he was already kind of sneaking into dynasty rb1 because of his age and uh, because of how well he was playing and luckily he had a straight acl tear it wasn't a bad injury like javante or dobbins so it seems like he's on track to play week one. I mean, if he, even if he just starts playing week one, starts off a little slow, he could still take off this year. Yep. Yeah, I love Brees Hall. I think he's going to come back a monster. Yep. I think he's going to be better than ever. I mean, the Jets went out and got an old quarterback. They didn't do that because they're rebuilding. They're trying to win. And if 
your winning, your running back is usually a beneficiary of that. The recipe's there where as long as he doesn't get re-injured, which I guess would be the biggest concern now at this point. I mean, like he's saying he's going to play week one. If he got that extra ligament, he's golden. Yeah. Like they yeah. worry about like hamstring injuries and ankle mm-hmm. sprains. Other lower body injuries. So something where it's like, yep, there's that little bit of risk there. But yeah, this is where I'd have Brees Hall. Is this where you were taking him, Papa? No, I probably would have taken him where I picked. Who did you pick? I would have taken Jonathan Taylor second. Hmm, interesting. Okay. I just think his injury is less significant and he was going into the season last year. The consensus RB1. A lot of with, with uh, his injury was kind of taking precaution just because of how bad they were doing last year. And hopefully, you know, getting Richardson out there. I know that's tough to say. Getting Richardson out there mm-hmm. is going to make a difference. But I really think anybody's got a better arm than what Ryan had last year there. Yep. So if you're picking, if you're weighting NFL production the highest, Jonathan Taylor definitely deserves to be there. If you weight that really heavily, you could argue Jonathan Taylor still won. And just, I don't believe in a rookie until I see it. So, yep, I have no problem with that. My only problem is, is he's in a contract here. He's supposed to be getting a contract here soon. Maybe. They were talking about it. Now no one's talking about it. Maybe it's in the works. Maybe it's not. But he's in the same boat as like Dobbins and Akers where it's this year or something's going to happen with that. So there's a little bit of uncertainty with what's going to go on in the future with him. And he's also past that 24 mark. So that's where I just have him at three, but it's not like I think it's crazy. Yeah, well, I definitely have them very close. I think the next pick is like the best value pick of the top four. It's wild, actually, but I like it. And so joining us in this mock draft, because we always do four, so we needed an extra, and my husband, Mr. Cartman, or Craig, (laughs) joined us in this mock draft. He was oh so excited to be part of the Rank Draft Trade podcast mock running back draft. So he went with the rookie Jameer Gibbs at the 104. So the Detroit Lions running back who joins in with David Montgomery. So you guys just said that you thought this was a a really good value and you like the pick. I mean, I love the pick. He got really early first round capital. Mm -hmm. I know it got overshadowed by Bijan, but he got incredibly early capital. They got rid of another running back off the team that they had already invested significant capital in. Brought David Montgomery in, but it's almost like they're kind of like building the best version of uh, Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift last year when they were both playing. Mm. They look at Gibbs as just an all-around player, and I I could see him really involved in the passing game there. He's going to have a significant role his first year. I agree exactly with the draft capital. Like, we love Bijan this much. Why don't we love Gibbs just as much? It was the difference between 1.08 and 1.12 in the NFL draft. Like, how big of a difference is that? It's that Bijan was considered generational for multiple years, and then here he is, and he gets legendary draft capital. So, uh, yeah, Gibbs overshadowed slightly by that. Wasn't quite as highly hyped. This is kind of viewed as a reach by what all expectations were pre-draft, where pre-draft everyone thought Bijan was still going to go in the first round. Maybe not necessarily that high. There's a couple little more question marks that like Gibbs has that Bijan has some pretty elite coverage for those questions. But do you want a running back who's past his, what his usually his best year has already occurred with like Jonathan Taylor? Do you want someone who's coming off a knee injury with Brees Hall? Or do you want the guy who got picked in the first round of the NFL draft this year, top 12 pick? You can almost argue Gibbs as the 1.02. Yeah, with the capital, the landing spot, I can see it. And this is all hating on someone who's usually picked in the top four running backs off the board, who Noble selected with the fifth pick. (gasps) Who is another one of my favorites, not just because he's gorgeous, but... (laughs) It's the acronym. Christian McCaffrey. What? It's the acronym. CMC, ARSB. Run CMC. CMC. He's dynamite, CMC. Yeah, that's how the song goes. That's the intro. <laughs> Do you like that? Yeah. <laughs> I just gave him his own intro. That's the entire <laughs> intro, actually. CMC, he's dynamite. There you go. I mean, who doesn't love Christian McCaffrey? Like, what a beast. So, yeah, I went 105, Christian McCaffrey, CMC, TNT, whatever. He's dynamite. <sighs> 
I really don't want 27 and 28 year old running backs, but my goodness, if you're going to make an exception, make it for CMC. A hundred percent. Kind of like Kelsey, you know, you make that exception for Kelsey. It's kind of like where it's like, yeah, I want to fade Eckler and Derrick Henry like last year. And then when they do well, it's like, yeah, but then what about later? So it's it's one of those trade-offs where is, was it worth it? You pick Henry over somebody in the middle now, and then in a year's time, you can trade that person for Henry Plus. So I don't know. But can't hate it with CMC. He's just now turning 27. He's at least got one more year of possibly being the RB1 left in him at the very least. And he was uh, a little more healthy last year. Yeah. yeah, that's like the big thing with him. Can he stay healthy and how long will it last? But as long as it does, you're getting a running back with the upside of outscoring elite quarterbacks any given week, whether it's catching the ball or running the ball. He, mm-hmm. he can run, he can catch. Yeah. He's a center point of an offense and he's paid. It's a pretty solid bet with Noble's fifth pick off the board with CMC. Thank you. And speaking of he's paid, moving into the next pick that Nick made, mm-hmm. he's not paid. Yeah, he's offered. <laughs> <laughs> he's tagged. <laughs> yeah, they tagged him. Go ahead and tell him who you picked if they haven't figured it out by now. I sniped Mike picking Saquon Barkley. Yeah. <laughs> Saquads. I don't even like him here. I just wanted to snipe Mike. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> You're terrible. No, th- this seems about right. He's even a little younger than CMC. Uh, he just got tagged. He's not happy about it. The deadline just passed. He didn't get a contract. So I don't know what's going to happen, but I still know he's pretty good. So whatever he does, I imagine he's going to do something where he gets paid, which means play one way or another. I have no problem with Barkley here thinking that I get the, the next couple years of top five running back production, even if he's not the youngest guy on the board, but he's one of the few exceptions, like CMC and him. I mean, yeah, he's barely older than, like, Najee or, or mm-hmm. Taylor. He, mm-hmm. So you're still getting, a, you know, a few extra, an extra year or so of production or so out of, like, a McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. And similar upside, really. I do like the pick here. Of course you do. <laughs> Upset I had to make a decision. As of last year, I would have picked the next two guys over Barkley, or at least close. Yeah, we had Walker at 101 at one point yep. in something. <laughs> Yeah. Mike is to Barkley as I am to Amon Ra. Mm-hmm. Not particularly. <laughs> Not like that. Close enough. I don't actually take a lot of Barkley. Uh-uh. Yep, it would have been good to do it previously. Yeah, I did it last year. Mm. But right now, I'm, I haven't been taking him. Well, who have you been taking? I feel like I've been at like a quarterback wide receiver value range at those picks lately. He's kind of been getting overdrafted for me kind of going in the second. And the value is just not there for me at his age. Mm-hmm. I liked him last year in the fifth. That was great. Mm-hmm. He's basically next in order, but the gap in value is kind of bigger than just what would be a couple picks in a startup. Yeah, like like right around like the Barkley range, like right after that, I'd probably be looking at uh, Travis Etienne. That's who I selected here. Okay. Uh, he seemed to take he seemed to take up like most of the rushing work on the Jaguars last year. That offense is ascending. It seems to be getting better. Looks like they put more pieces together. If he can maintain that role, even with them drafting Tank Bigsby fairly late in the draft, but he does have good some solid uh, camp reports out there. With Bigsby, he's gotten some recent glowing camp reports where it's like we looked at all these RBs and then we put his tape on and we played it again and we're like, holy cow, this guy does everything we want. So Bigsby's been getting a lot of love. I think this could potentially provide a buying opportunity for ETN if they think this is like a replacement thing for the running back that was drafted in the first round a couple years ago. I really don't think it is. He was coming off of injury last year and sure he made some mistakes but these are like he's just now getting in his groove and the Jags been getting better and better. He's paired next to a Hall of Fame quarterback in a weak division. I like ETN now and for the next three years for that matter. The Bigsby I think he is with the glowing camp reports you gotta like Bigsby even a little bit more even if it's just as a cuff you definitely gotta like him a bit more but at the same time it's it's camp talk there he is the next guy up they do like him as the backup I don't think it's gonna be something more than that it is interesting to me because I feel like when we're talking about like available players in drafts or just kind of like bumping around ideas I don't hear you guys talk about ETN that much he's just been like a weird spot he was discounted for 
for a while while it was hurt. I don't think I even have any ETN and I tend to ignore him in a draft and that's probably bad of me, but when he's there, it's like you're invisible to me. I don't feel a way about him. You guys don't lead me to believe he's like like a good option. I don't know. <laughs> this is the state of the running backs. Yeah, that's like the problem with the running backs. I mean, you're right. Injuries, age, usage. Yeah. Getting somebody with like the same capital drafted the year after you got drafted. Like there's all just, all of them have question marks. Yeah. Trying to sort through and like order them is what's what becomes really difficult. You know, how much are you going to sacrifice yeah. age with production? Yeah. How long, how long? You know, how long are you willing to wait for players that are injured or who might who might start slow? What kind of sacrifice are you making? And how do you kind of want to work that in with the wide receivers and the quarterbacks that you're taking in the first few rounds? Do you want to work that in there? Are you trying to go ahead and try to get value later on? Yeah, and and I'm gonna plug this show for a second because this is why listening to these podcasts are so valuable. Because for people like me, it's so hard to keep all of this information in my brain because it's ever changing. So listening to fantasy brain like Mike and Nick help you understand and sort that out for drafting when you don't have time to do the research yourself. <laughs> Thank you, Gina. Yeah, you're welcome. A little plug. <laughs> uh, we like helping you and uh, I'm sure your husband does as well. Uh, no, he just defers to you guys. <laughs> He does like helping out in this mock draft. <laughs> Maybe that's why I love his next pick so much. <laughs> so in the next pick, as uh, Mike and Nick mentioned, he was at one point as high as a 101, but that is the Seattle running back, Kenneth Walker. That is at the 108 Craig picked. Kenneth Walker. Now, he is a situation where they they drafted a rookie running back. Yes. Yep. Kind of out of the blue like nobody expected it, right? No. No. <laughs> no. You know what you know what's wild is the other the running back that got drafted. When was the last time we had a day 2 running back not be in our top 24 rookie season? Yeah, he messed up because he landed behind a running back who was drafted higher, already broken out and is younger. Oh, okay, nope. Charbonnet is a few months younger. Yeah, but there really close yeah neither one's 23 yet they're both 22 walker is a little over a year older than Bijan. boy he's still under the 23 it's going to be a team that's really good they even drafted in a, a wide receiver in the first round this year like they picked up pieces for an offense offense is going to be better it just what's his piece i don't know it's like the big scare like walker the biggest ding to walker right now is exactly what you said yeah and how's that gonna work into the scheme and cut into usage. What's his piece of the pie over there running? He wasn't known as a receiving back going into the NFL. Is that going, is he going to be losing any bit that he had last year when he did have a couple of catches? Maybe just be a rushing back? Like, it's really tough on where to put him. He was elite last year, and he is incredibly young. He is only a couple of months off of his teammate, but man, that situation just sucks. <laughs> At least it's not like DJ Dallas and Rashad Penny absorbing those touches that Walker wouldn't get. It's going to be somebody good. Yeah absorbing those yeah so it could just be the same old walker show and instead of the sprinkled in being bad the sprinkled in will be better could be chubb and hunt yep hunt and chubb <laughs> i don't go hunting for it <laughs> hunt and chubb I, would, I think you should have done it the other direction i'm just saying hunt and chubb would have been it's a fantastic team name noble that was great <laughs> like, you're welcome i picked up on that immediately and i was like i think should reverse that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Kenneth Walker. Yeah, a little bit of a question mark. How does this all fit together? Still ranked at the 108, and you guys you guys agree with that pick here that Craig made? Yeah, that's exactly where I had it. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't get, like, clearer after this, if that's what you're asking. Mm -hmm. Clear as mud, huh? This is a tiny tier break, but I definitely prefer these top eight. All right, so back to me at the 109. Went from a committee running back in Dallas to... Zeke getting cut. He's not even in Dallas right now. And I took who is in Dallas, and that is Tony Pollard. Pollard's going to have a good year here. He, how old is he? 26. 26. He's older than you think. A little older. Yeah, so he's definitely, but he wasn't as heavily used as Zeke until last year. So maybe he's a little fresher. <laughs> 
<laughs> one can hope. He's not even a year older than Najee, Josh Jacobs, Ramadre Stevenson, who are all almost the same age. But he has just crested that 26-year-old mark. And he is not built for that Zeke workload. Hmm. You can't you can't just plug and play Pollard into Zeke. Pollard's a different player. I still think they're going to sign somebody, just like Tampa. I still think they're going to sign someone, too. Fournette would fit in great there. Somebody that can do better than Zeke, because like Zeke was good for like one yard up the middle on first half <laughs> anytime. No problem. Yeah. We need somebody good for like three or four. Yeah. We just need a couple more. Mm-hmm. What did you think about my picking Pollard here? Where do you have him? He's in this tier. Yeah. I am really unsure how to order this tier. I think Pollard being an RB1 last year, that whatever they bring in, he can still be an RB1 this year on an offense that's going to be a really good offense where you want their RB on that team. He's might, I mean, almost certainly going to be the best RB on the team. This is like the sell time for Pollard as far as his age is concerned, but it could be a really good year. Uh, I like Pollard. I'll still trade for Pollard. I'll still draft Pollard. I do like my pick next a little better. Yeah, probably. Another broken news moment here. Saquon and Josh Jacobs both passed the deadline without contracts. They're going to have to sign their franchise tag or something's going to happen there, but they haven't done it yet as of this recording. Josh Jacobs was a high-end RB1 last year. He was drafted outside of that territory last year. For your Scott Fishbowl Noble, he led the league in first down rushes, which is something you get get points for in Scott Fish. I would have liked to get Jacobs in Scott Fish, but that was no such luck. I did get Pollard, however. Mm -hmm. Well, as long as Jacobs plays, then I can understand that sentiment. Otherwise, maybe you dodged a bullet. (laughs) Maybe. I think he's going to play, and I like him a little bit more than Pollard. He's a little bit younger, and he just came off of a dominant season. Yeah, great season. Where Pollard was co-running a backfield and doing well. Josh Jacobs has already had the main gig, and we're just hoping Pollard does what like Josh Jacobs did last year now. You know what I mean? And here's Josh Jacobs, mm-hmm. and he's younger. So uh, I would slightly prefer Josh Jacobs, though. This is that tier where I want these running backs, but I'm not real sure how to order them, and they've all got kind of glaring question marks of some sort. Yeah. I think I want Jacobs in this tier, too, there, like right where you have them. He was really elite last year. I mean, I don't think he's I don't think he's going to put up like the same season he did last year, but he could easily just be top five. Love it. I've always liked Josh Jacobs. I was glad to see him have such a phenomenal year last year and just finally rip loose. And they brought no one in. Yeah, so they're depending on him. This pick and the next two picks are all basically the same age. Almost exactly. Which is wild. These guys are all, yeah, the next two are really old for when they got drafted. (laughs) Who'd you pick, Papa? Yeah, who'd you get? I went with Ramondre Stevenson. And as long as they don't sign anybody over there, I really like him this year and going forward. Which is so weird to say on about a New England running back. Yeah. I mean, he pretty much took over the entire backfield last year. Harris left. They were fine with that. Even though Harris was a starter, he kind of pretty much took that from him. And there's really not much behind him. We didn't see a lot of the other guys that are still on the roster last year. And they had James Robinson for a few weeks there. They got rid of him already. They were linked to like Cook and maybe some of the other running backs. But I think if anything, it would just be to spell him. He seems That seems to be his backfield there. Yep. They drafted some later guys who haven't popped yet and Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris or still kind of hanging around or whatever, but Damian Harris is gone and they didn't really get somebody who's going to fill that role. I love Stevenson, especially for this year. He's not in some kind of like tagging holdout situation. And he wasn't necessarily perfectly healthy last year, but he, he's locked up there right now at least. And if I'm thinking redraft, I like Ramadre even maybe more than like Jacobs with the risk, even though that would change if they signed or Pollard for that matter as far as in a redraft setting. I really like the investment there in both redraft and in Dynasty with Mr. Stevenson. Yeah, so speaking of Scott Fishbowl, uh, Ramondre Stevenson was an interesting one to watch because I do feel like he got some pretty early draft capital for Scott Fishbowl, you know, just seeing different rosters. They they seem to like him, drafting him fairly early. So it's just so I've always been anti-New England running backs because you really have to be good at gambling. But like you mentioned, there's just really not much over there. So I think this year you can at least rest assured they're going to use Stevenson quite a bit. Yeah, it's like the first one we like in a while and the guy started his career at like 24. Yeah, so I was going <laughs> to ask because I feel like he hasn't been in the league long, but yet you mentioned that he was older. So I'm like, he had to have been older when he was drafted then, right? That's exactly yeah. what happened. He just came in late. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Hmm. Jacobs came in young. That's why he feels like he's so much older than Stevenson and yeah. Mr. Carton's pick. That's why Madison's younger than Mr. Carton's pick. Yep. <laughs> so Mr. Carton's pick is Najee Harris. Poor Najee. I mean, between his age and eating too many hot fudge sundays last year. <laughs> the poor guy. He was picked here. Where are we? What's What number are we at? 12. Yep. Number 12 for Eddie Lacey. The 112. So Najee goes at the 112 uh, running back in Pittsburgh. This is where I have him, I think. Yeah. He's just still, he's just meh to me. <laughs> he's just not exciting. The offensive line in Pittsburgh was absolutely atrocious. I mean, the entire offense was pretty bad in Pittsburgh last year, but they have a decent amount of playmakers there. Added to the offensive line this year. Also, Najee was hurt on and off last year, starting with as early as the preseason with uh, different foot things going on. Mm-hmm. So he was he wasn't terribly efficient his first year, but you're hoping with that offensive line improving, maybe that offense kind of goes in the right direction. And with a huge workload, he can put up RP1 numbers. And that's what you want with Najee. Yep. You get the sub-26 age, previous NFL production. He's projected. I mean, like, it's kind of expected that he's just going to get a ton of volume, which how, how many running backs can you say that about? Jacobs. Mm-hmm. The guys right here in this exact tier that are the same age is like... <laughs> yeah, like this whole tier. Yeah, I like this tier, like that Jacob Stevenson and Harris is almost like a tier to me. And I don't know where I like Pollard either before or after, depending on how far in the future I'm thinking, I guess. I mean, I guess these guys are like all the same age. Mm-hmm. Gonna be depend on who they sign there, where he might fall, I guess, maybe. Another solid pick by uh, Mr. Noble. Cartman. <laughs> Cartman. Is this a trade back opportunity where if you start and these guys are available, you're trading back and you'll take whichever of these four lands? Or are you passionate about if these four are there, there's definitely a guy you're grabbing. If all four of these guys are here, I'm wanting to take the value, so I'm probably going to be in a different direction for me. I'd like to pick on the back end. Sounds like I can wait another round. So you're trading back. Yep, but on the other side of the coin, if this is an established league, these are some of my running backs I would trade for. I need to fix running back. I'm not trying to buy an old one in the middle of the offseason. I'll do that at the trade deadline if I have to. If I'm going to buy a a running back, it's probably going to be a younger one, and these are some of the ones where it's like, oh yeah, you can't get Bijan this year. These might be a much more affordable option that helps you for a couple years. So uh, three of my favorite targets in trade, depending on where they're valued by the holder of them. The cheap tier of RB1 upside, and they're not terribly old. I love it. Solid top 12. So moving to the, this would be the 201, correct? Yep, pick 13. Tua? Tua. <laughs> um, nope, not quarterbacks. We already did quarterbacks, but running backs. Oh, man. <laughs> so the 201, um, I picked Javante Williams. Yay. So Javante, yay. Javante suffered an ACL tear. My heart goes out to you, Javante, in week four. So he was out recovering with the ACL tear. It was a bad ACL tear. Yeah, this one wasn't as good. No, this wasn't just like an ACL. There's other stuff broken too. Mm -hmm. He had an LCL tear as well. So this was more severe. Yeah, what is the LCL? The lateral. The lateral crucial ligament. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. That, is that in the back? It's, no, it's on the side. Yeah. No, it's in the knee. Medial is inside. Lateral is outside. Right. Anterior is front. Posterior is back. Yeah, so he tore something on the side. So those are ACL, PCL, MCL, LCL. I knew those. I just had never heard of the LCL. It's not a common one. Yeah, it's not great. Right. It was last year, so he hasn't been back at all. He's probably not even back yet. Mm-hmm. He may not play week one. Okay. Yeah, he said says he's going to be ready for, for week one, but that's not something that you should count on. That's being very optimistic. You know, unfortunately has this massive knee injury, but heck of a good running back. So not sure if he'll be back for week one, hoping he'll be back sooner rather than later, but I'm taking a chance on him. Javante Williams, I went at the 201. You guys, what, what are your thoughts on Javante Williams at this point? I think it's a great upside pick. I wouldn't count on having to use him in my 
my running back slot for most of the year, if at all this year, if I'm taking him. Mm -hmm. He is more of that guy, like, that's really for next year. So if you have a team that needs a slow start, maybe you're kind of doing, like, a a tank without necessarily trading away players. This is a target. Maybe you want somebody that's going to start slow, keep your points down, and maybe come back later. But I I just can't count on him early. It's a lot worse than, like, a Brees injury. I could see him being really good by the time the playoffs come around. Mm -hmm. So if you are super deep, buying a Javante Williams wouldn't necessarily be the worst thing when you can get a potentially high-end RB1 at the end of the season and then one of the three, four youngest running backs going into next season. I don't like Samaj P. Ryan. I don't care. But if, like, Dalvin Cook went there, that would really suck. Mm. So there's (laughs) that little bit of risk there as well. But I like that you took him there because I was kind of, like, debating between, like, him and Swift, who I picked next. I like the pick because of the youth. If he comes back next year, he's still as young as some rookies next year. You're perfectly fine going into next year. You got one of the better running ba- running backs automatically going into next year based on what we've seen in age. Ah, I'll take it. With Sean Payton. Will, yeah, yeah, which is a bonus. Will Javante Williams, will, th- will they keep an IR status? Like, is he a guy that you're just going to be able to kind of stash on your IR or will he come off of IR designation and, but they won't maybe play him right away? I would say the expectation right now is that it's, they're wondering whether he will actually be on like pup or short term IR or any of those things okay. or be active. He could start the year on pup. Yep. And that would be great. It'd free up a roster spot if that's actually what happens rather than like, uh, he's out, but not on IR or something. That would suck. Yeah. He's active, but he's not playing. Mm-hmm. He took, he played three, he took three snaps. Yeah. None, yeah. None of that. Yeah. So you either want him all in or out so you can just let him ride for a while until he's healthy. Yep. You're either taking underperformers, middle-aged guys or old guys. Otherwise, at least this guy is young and good. It's just injury that is the problem here. Yeah. All right, Javante, we wish you well. We'd like to see you back sooner than later. Moving on to Nick's pick here at the 202. He mentioned it already, but he went with DeAndre Swift, um, Mm -hmm. who is going to be super interesting to watch this year. Yeah, he's someone who's slowly falling, has fallen in value since his during his prime which is a weird way for running backs to go i really like the trade to one of the best offenses in the nfl yeah problem is is that it's hurts it's gonna steal rushing touchdowns and not throw a ton Mm. he's a receiving back that's part of what his plus is so there's some risky things there but i like him more than acres and even dobbins because i was gonna say because you know swift wasn't just randomly benched last year but then again like he was just not used as much for various stretches last year, kind of like Acres. Kind of got to the same place, different routes. <laughs> yeah, so so why do I like Swift here? I don't know. I've always liked Swift. I remember like two years ago, podcast being stoked to pick Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift. That was my Taylor Swift team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor Swift team. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going that at first. That took me a minute, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, oh. Taylor Swift. <laughs> Just worrying in Philly, because like not only does he have Hurts there, but another guy like Rashad Penny if he's healthy he could start right over him can Swift be healthy and you know what is his role going to be on there I guess the benefit is uh one of the guys involved with drafting him is in that organization I guess that's why they traded for him but I'm kind of losing a lot of hope <laughs> yeah but it's it's slowly sliding down it's fading I'm hoping I can come out and be like oh okay you've got a good RB on one of the best offenses congratulations you luck into a touchdown every other game and enough yards to keep you fantasy relevant yeah at the very least and he's due for a contract soon he's also 24 you've got a couple three years left where he's still going to be good he's still a player i want in dynasty yeah it's going to be a make or break year for swift do you think as far as fantasy i don't know a new team how many years you going to give him one i I think you're you got enough to keep giving him (laughs) listen show up put up or shut up Mm -hmm. i might just (laughs) hang on to him like gaskin absolutely Mm -hmm. gaskin's making a comeback Mm -hmm. (laughs) don't call it a comeback he's been here for years (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly can't come back if I never had you. <laughs> Can't come back if you were never there. Oh. <laughs> Mike, anything else to add about Swift? or? I prefer Dobbins. Okay. Well, that would be your next pick. So yeah. let's swiftly move into that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we we kind of, yeah, we went through Swift there. I, I prefer Dobbins in that spot. I, I do have them really close. I still like getting Swift in startups right now. He's still young. He could go to a new team or he could just be great in Philly. But Dobbins is on the team. He seems to be fully healed from that horrific knee injury he had uh, that made him have a really 
really slow start last year. Was able to buy even more Dobbins. That was nice. Yeah, bonus. He started to really put it together by the end of the season. The team didn't really add anyone else at running back, and it might be kind of going into more of a pass-friendly offense, but I think there's still going to be a big rush game there, and he should be the center of it. I like it. I think the offense is going to be even better this year, and he's your favorite player to get hurt by. I would expect nothing less, sir. Um, another uh, team that has a rushing quarterback, but that doesn't hold any value for you there. Dobbins still gets enough work. It puts him in the same tier, same draft class, same quarterback situation. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit different uh, paths to getting here, but they're really close for me. Okay. Which is still over who your husband got for most oh, people. Oh man, value. <laughs> So, ooh, speaking of age, but still putting up big numbers, Craig, Mr. Carton43, Cartman, went with Austin Eckler, which Nick made the comment during the mock draft that he did not want to have to choose between Eckler or Chubb. So, first one off the board was Eckler, and I told Craig it was initiation, you know. <laughs> you, have, you have to pick one of these guys now. He he took Eckler here. <laughs> yep. Don't make Iowa pick that. <laughs> if you ask the average person playing Dynasty, they probably have Eckler in with where we were taking Pollard, Jacob, Stevenson, Harris. Yeah. Yeah. They would. But he's 28. He is nowhere near that for me. He's. I'm just trying to avoid him. If I have him, I'm trying to sell him for that kind of value where he's worth more than like Stevenson and Harris. Like sell him like he's worth that if I still have him. But yeah, sell high. I'm not trying to buy into age 28 running backs. It sucks because last year 27 still not something you really want. One of the best running backs to have. One of the best players. Redraft Dynasty helped you win your league. So it's like, mm -hmm. no, I just want someone else to take him so I can get somebody I like, like Swift <laughs> or Dobbins at a better value. If I I mean, this isn't a, a bad range to take him, but this is, you're not going to get him here. What really puts me off him this year, I mean, besides the age, we, we I've been beating that like a dead horse. <laughs> you know, he put up a huge year last year, but now we're going into a different offense. Is it just going to be dump the ball off the Eckler every play again? I don't know. Are they going to beat him like a dead horse? <laughs> no, I said I'd beat it like a dead horse. <laughs> I'm like, did I miss something? Nick is dying right now. Because it's like, it's I'm beating a dead horse. It's yeah, like, I'm just like saying something that's been uh, said and said or whatever. Yeah. But it was like with a twist. <laughs> it was. It was twisted. Eckler was slow at the beginning of the season last year because I remember him he had like really early draft capital in all startups and I remember because he was old last year too so he definitely started out slow but had a monster year he came around and probably even won some leagues for people mm -hmm. another running back who had beef with his current contract situation but he's gonna play so yeah he's gonna be on the chargers and the chargers are gonna be good will he or at least decent and he'll probably be the center focus of it even if he's not being compensated adequately in his mind. Well, you know, at least they don't discriminate on age between Eckler and Keenan Allen. So that's nice. <laughs> Gives a big gap. <laughs> between those two? Even between them. Yeah, like two years. 28 and 31? Yeah. Allen's 31? Yeah, he's almost, he's closer to Julio than he is to Eckler. He is just hitting his prime, okay, Mike? I'm just going to need you to stop. I might have panic picked him today in a draft. We don't want to talk about it. Anyway, <laughs> moving right along. <laughs> It's fine. It's going to be fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> you said you felt like you sniped me on this next pick. Yeah, I don't know. I think I always feel like you you lean towards Rashad White. Like you and Mike, I feel like have a little bit of a soft spot for Rashad White. I don't know if it's... I'm glad you guys picked who you guys picked because I didn't want to have to pick there. Well, you're welcome. That's, that's why I'm here. That's a tight tier. I'm here for you, Mike. <laughs> Rashad White, he's a couple of years younger than Pollard, and he's kind of in that same situation where there was another good running back there who's not going to be there now, yeah. so hopefully he gets an increase. Mm -hmm. The best thing they put is like Sean Tucker next to him, an unrestricted free agent, and then Keyshawn Vaughn, you know, who's probably better than Miles Gaskin. <laughs> Side note. You know what? They both play equally as much. 
he's only a sophomore, <laughs> but he's about the same age as like Acres and Swift. So it's like, yeah. It's right there. Yeah. Well, I was trying with all my might to pick anybody but Chubb because I really wanted to see how far I could push it where I might take him. But unfortunately, he did not. I took Rashad White and Nick Chubb was still on the board, but he didn't take him. Yep. I did not want to pick between Eckler and Chubb. I just wanted to not pick Eckler and Chubb. I wanted them to go <laughs> higher so I can get players I like later. But Mike, what's your thoughts on Rashad White? I love the situation if it remains the same. If that, I know Baker Mayfield's that quarterback there, but they still have Godwin. They still have Evans. They still have a decent defense over there. If he can be the centerpiece of the run game, this is a great value. Falcons, Saints, and Panthers. Are there any really scary teams there? No, I mean, no, not really. So they could end up being good as far as their division is concerned. They could legitimately be a playoff team in that division. Yeah. With Baker Mayfield at quarterback. Rashad White say he's going to get a thousand yards this year. He could. Mike Evans has done it how many years in a row and <laughs> see how far he fell with Baker at quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Baker. Yeah, that's the same thing. We'll roll with that. <laughs> it's close. <laughs> <laughs> I do love Baker, though, because, you know, he's Baker. I love his commercials. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love how good he thinks he is. I wish I, I, wish I thought of myself like Baker, May- like Baker Mayfield thinks of himself. His confidence. Yeah, Baker Mayfield's self-confidence. is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I want that. Yeah, I want that. I want to be the smallest like guy in a position and just be like, yeah, I'm good. And you're not, but you somehow. Mm-hmm. I want Baker's without the B. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, nice segue, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Patty cake, patty cake, acres, man. <laughs> yeah, that would be me. Another favorite. Your fave. <laughs> well, most rostered player. Yep, most rostered player. It's a tie with TJ Moore, unless I've traded recently. Do you? You really love him? Uh, I don't have a choice. Oh, <laughs> it's forced <laughs> when upon you. Most rostered, you don't have a choice. <laughs> no. You loved him at one time, and now maybe there's a little regret. <laughs> the recent reports make it sound like Acres is going. Acres will be a centerpiece. Ooh. Which I thought that was going to happen last year. Yes. <laughs> it kind of took a while, but then it was okay. And I'm not super scared of Zach Evans, even though I kind of like Zach Evans. There's just some health things going on there where as long as Akers is healthy, this could be a really good year for Akers. And then it's a contract year. He's just 25. He can still actually get paid by somebody if he became a free agent, if he's not extended. The Rams are not going to be that great. So that's what keeps him behind like Dobbins and Swift, where those teams are going to be a lot better no matter how the cards play out. I don't know whether I want him more than white or not, but as it sits, I will take another investment in Cam Akers here like I don't already have enough. <laughs> Just add him into the mix. Throw him on the pile. I like Akers there. I know you touched on it, but should be the centerpiece of that offense and... Again, another player that really didn't have any significant competition brought in a late round pick. And wasn't Evans like really close to being like the round after? Yeah, close to being a seventh round pick. Yeah. Zach Evans was pick 638. <laughs> yeah, like he's basically a seventh round pick. And if you oh really want to, and if you really want to, and if you like really look at like all the other, like the compensatory picks and everything, it's like an eighth round pick <laughs> <laughs> on the guy. So, yep. So, Cam Akers. Not much invested there. Literally to die on my team another day. I can't think of a better place, though. Mm-hmm. Right next to Vaughn. <laughs> I'm more happy having Acres in three years than Chubb. Yeah. Well, and you know who did end up with Chubb? I did. <laughs> and I will take what's left of him for however long that is, if that's a year or two years or maybe even three years. The only player that seemed to vulture touches from him is gone. They could likely add somebody else. And, you know, as a free agent, there are still floating around there. But right now, he's got Jerome Ford behind him, Deshaun Watson at quarterback on an offense going in the right direction. They don't really have a choice but to be win now because I kind of went all in on this. Mm-hmm. You know who they could add? Hunt and Chubb. <laughs> They're not going to add Hunt. <laughs> they would have done that already. <laughs> Nick just shakes his head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go Jerome Ford, I guess. It's so funny the difference between Dynasty and Redraft. And I know we don't talk a ton about Redraft because you guys don't play a, a bunch of Redraft. But with Scott Fish drafting as we speak, you know, Ch- it's just such a difference because Chubb, you're going to see go so much sooner because mm-hmm. he's still a, a good running back. It's just how many years does he have left, which you always have to take into consideration when you're building a team for longevity. It's the consequence of being 
being wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the biggest difference between Dynasty and Redraft. You bank that Henry puts up an RB1 season again. I mean, he's got a better shot than a lot of guys who are going to be taken around him. But there's also a risk that he could just be worth absolutely nothing next year and maybe not even that this year. So where do you rank him in Dynasty? So like a lot of these guys that are getting faded in this draft will likely be affordable targets at the trade deadline on teams that aren't winning Mm -hmm. if they're still doing well. So if I'm drafting right now, I'm not starting off with these guys. I'm paying for these guys halfway through the season if I need it. At a discount. Hopefully. Yeah, you hope so. (laughs) Hopefully. Yep. Or they're doing well and they're on a team that's winning and you lose because of it. You know, that would be disappointing. Mm, So disappointing. Not much to say about him. When he plays, he's elite. How long is that going to be? That's why I got him here. Mm -hmm. Had about a half chub (laughs) last year. Now it's down to like quarter mass. Yeah. Yeah, we're losing. Oh my God. Nick said that, not me. <laughs> he's starting to he's starting to measure past the chef now. <laughs> Mike. That's uh, good. <laughs> All right, moving on. Moving on. We're getting ourselves in trouble. It's getting late. We're getting slap happy. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we've got, we're back to Cartman, and he picked Damian Pierce here. I don't even know what number we're at at this point. Where are we at? 20. 20. 20. The 20th pick off the board is Damian Pierce out of Houston. I don't really feel a way about Damian Pierce. Talk to me about Damian Pierce. Educate me on Damian Pierce. He's an average running back that is the like only running back, one of the few running backs on his team, didn't have too much added competition but unfortunately the team's not very good but he is young so he's slightly younger than a lot of these guys he just turned 23 oh he's a baby now he doesn't have draft capital they did go and get Devin without a single carry for whatever that's going to be worth <laughs> single scary <laughs> they actually went out and paid and bought him where these other RBs are still sitting there so whatever that means huh yeah interesting they prioritized it enough to do it Damian Pierce is good not great and he's young offense may not be great he hopefully will get similar or better volume than last year, even though the competition is greater than last year. I like the pick here. You could argue this pick earlier if you just really believed in Pierce. I just think like the ceiling isn't so much there, but he gets he checks those other boxes like the the youth and potential workload. It's just I don't think he's ever going to be like a top eight quarterback or never going to be a top eight running back. He definitely won't be a quarterback. I'll tell you that for sure right now. I'm with you on that. Definitely not top eight quarterback or running back or tight end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Any of the positions. Mm-hmm. Yep. Trash. <laughs> RB20 can't be a tight end. Oh, then it gets gross. Yep. All right. So we're down to the last four picks of our running back draft, which is good because we're almost out of time. Miles Sanders is my pick. I almost went mixing. I really went back and forth on this, but I see a resurgence of Miles Sanders in Carolina. I mean, Carolina really doesn't have anybody else. They have Tuba Hubbard, who really hasn't done much when given the chance. But I don't feel like Miles Sanders is like a bad running back. So I think it'll be interesting. They had a rookie quarterback over there. I don't know. I'm kind of intrigued by Sanders, where I didn't used to pay a lot of attention. So I'm willing to take a chance on him here. He's kind of just like disappointed everybody who's had him over the last years, whether being hurt or his usage or not playing him finally, and then he blows up. So he's been a pretty frustrating player to have. Maybe in Carolina, he actually has a decent role there, and it is a resurgence. And when we get to this point in the draft, that kind of that's a really good value here. I like the pick. Now, to clarify, when you say disappointment, you're talking about disappointment as a fantasy player, not like he has talent. He just hasn't been given good opportunities. I think okay. Miles Sanders is a very good running back when he's on the field and he's used. So hopefully Carolina might be the player. It's like DJ Moore. Like, DJ Moore's a great wide receiver. We just haven't gotten to really see him in the right role. Imagine if DJ Moore got a quarterback. (laughs) Right? Nick's like, imagine. (laughs) Yeah, Fields. Oh, man. Sanders is a similar way where he's kind of just fallen a little bit every year since he's been drafted, where it's like, he's supposed to be a great pass catcher. Okay, maybe he's not a great pass catcher. Uh, At least he's going to get work. Okay, maybe they're not going to give him all the work. Uh, Okay, now he's not even on the Eagles anymore. (laughs) But he did get signed. He's younger than like Cook and Hunt and these other guys who haven't been signed. Uh, When he was a free agent, he was one of the, the major free agent season signings. And I'm pretty sure they don't have their first 
So they're going to be trying to win, I would think. Hmm. Do you like him here? I do like Sanders there. That is about where I'd take him my debate, whether I want him more than like Damian Pierce. But yeah, he's kind of hanging in this limbo where it's like, all right, the running backs are about to get ugly. He's not nearly as ugly as the when the running backs get uglier, like after this draft. The rest of these guys are fine, but he's yeah. much younger than these other guys. And like with Mixon, Mixon is almost a year older, so there's a year less there. He did just recently restructure, so he can be back with the Bengals, a good team, for another couple of years because he wants to win a Super Bowl, meaning the team's probably going to be good. You probably want the running back on that team. They did draft Chase Brown. I'm not really super excited about him, so it is what it is. I've got a lot of Mixon, and I've got a lot of Sanders. I like them both. I like Sanders slightly more. I'm with you there. The only thing that worries me more most with Mixon um, is just how inefficient he was last year and how replaceable he is, but these are, you know, these are not players that are, you know, we're not looking at 22-year-olds in this range here. Mm-hmm. They're gone. Short-term production is is going to be there. The volume would be there at least. Yeah, and then I went with Derrick Henry after. Another guy, how long is this guy going to last short-term production, but huge RB1 upside, and this is where I'm comfortable taking that. I was going to guess it would have been until two years ago. <laughs> yeah, like that's what I would have guessed too, and I think well, most people would have thought of thoughts to guess. He He's the guy that you pass over and you pass over and you pass over because at some point that has to stop and then he burns you. I did like the last two picks where they went. No, Mixon and Sanders. I would have taken those guys there. Yeah. Yeah. You guys both got me. Gotcha. Ah, double snipe. Pew, pew. Derrick Henry, another one that's added to the Chubb and Eckler tier where it's like, I'm letting somebody else draft him. I'm sure they're probably going to be good. I'm just not going to be the one caught holding the bag. Or what's that game where like the music plays and you walk around the chairs? Musical chairs? Yeah, that's basically... (laughs) Okay, yeah. That's (laughs) self-explanatory. That game has a good name. That game has a good name. Easy to remember. (laughs) What's the kid name with the little cubes that they stack around? You mean blocks? (laughs) (laughs) Nick, Nick literally said the title. What's that game where you tap people Head and say duck, duck, and goose. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is the ring around a rosy one that they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The pockets. Yeah. Poor Nick. Yeah, that one's that one's morbid. Uh, it, <laughs> anyways, it's like there's one or two chairs there, and Eckler, Chubb, and Henry are circling them to music this season, and the music will eventually stop, and not there's not going to be enough chairs for everybody. So I'm just taking my card out of that hat. Yeah. Larry, I'm going to let somebody else gamble on that. I'm going to gamble on something where it's like, if I am wrong and they're not very good, there's always next year. There may not always be next year for those kind of guys. Yeah. Great, great redraft running back. Have no hesitation taking Derrick Henry in redraft. (laughs) Yeah. You take him, you have a shot at RB1, and it doesn't matter if he's not next year. Yeah. All right. Well, to finish out our mock draft, of course, our guest, Carton43, who we appreciate being part of our mock and always enjoy having him part of our mock. He picked, I mean, as a Green Bay Packer fan, of course, he is not leaving Aaron Jones behind. So um, I do know that he has a soft spot for Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones has been an elite running back in the past, has always been faithful, catches a lot of balls um, as well. And last year, they, him and Dylan kind of split quite a bit. So you saw a little bit of his usage go down. So there was some frustrating frustrations with him as far as fantasy value. I, very well could happen again this year with Dylan still being on the team. They do have a new quarterback, Jordan Love. A new old quarterback. But when did that happen? They have. <laughs> I don't know. Mm -hmm. Listen, what's love got to do with it? Got to do. So, yep, Aaron Jones is our final pick here in spot 24. Would you guys have also picked Aaron Jones here, or would you have rather picked somebody else in that position? No, would not have picked him. I would have picked somebody else in that position. Ooh. Neither of you? Who would you have picked? Uh, We're not going to say, because we'll get to that when we hit the flex. Yep. Is we're going to make it a mystery? Ooh. Ooh, the plot thickens. Mm -hmm. Look at to yeah. be continued. I think we could have fit another cook in the kitchen. I... <laughs> Ooh, a little hinty. <laughs> 
<laughs> Actually, I'm not sure which cook you're talking about. Yeah. I also might like one of their backups. Mm-hmm. Right now, there's no cooks in the kitchen. The waiters are all pissed. <laughs> there's a few rookies there. I like the backup. All right. Well, sorry, Craig. They don't. They don't like. They don't like Karen Jones there. But it's just because he's like the next oldest after Henry. Yeah. As far as in any of these ranks, it. so it's like, yep, go Pat, go. I'm. I'm sure. I hope he does well. It just won't be on my fancy team part of me that's cheering for it. It could be a little bit of emotional pick there with him being Green Bay. It's not a bad pick. It's the same argument with like Derrick Henry is yeah. that you're taking a stab at an RB1. It could happen. He has the ability and potential to do it. It's just what is it going to be worth in a future year? Yep. What's love going to do with it? Got to do. <laughs> What's got love to got do to do with, with it? it? I got to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> Who sang that one, Nick? Couldn't tell you. Tina Turner. Oh, say it like I would have known. That's <laughs> a really big story with that song and everything, but we should get out of here. Yeah, we'll save that for another day. All right, well, that rounds out this top 24 running back mock, and that rounds out this pod. We are definitely out of time. So we hope that you learned a lot. We hope that you enjoyed all of uh, what we had to say and and of course, our entertainment, because that's always a bonus. <laughs> Maybe even our singing. Anyway, next up, we will do top 24 wide receivers. Hmm. Right? Sounds like a plan, ma'am. I like it. Okay. So top 24 wide receivers. We'll do this all over again. Maybe I'll get lucky enough to have the sun god. I swear to God, you two. <laughs> I swear to God, if you snipe me, I quit. I quit. I'm firing myself. <laughs> I think it'll work out. I'm, I'm taking him 101. Actually, I'm taking him 101. And don't you take my first spot. Okay. <laughs> All right. If you're going to pick Amon Ra 1, I'm going to force you to pick a different round. <laughs> you would never. <laughs> she has to go like fifth. I have him like eight, so I don't know where you're going to have to be to pick him. No, I could take him at the 105. Ugh. I'm taking him there, so prepare yourself. That's fine. I'll, I'll pick 106 and get the value. I don't have to worry about getting sniped. That would uh, secure it. Depends on who we put with us. Yeah, let's find someone who likes Amon for four. Okay, well, we're going to put a poll out, and whoever doesn't like Amon can pick four. <laughs> Remember how this has gone when you talked about pulling out before. Poor Josh Gordon. Oh, yeah, that was, that was bad. Oh, look at the time. <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> anyway, we certainly thank you as always for joining in and listening to our podcast. We hope we made all of your fantasy dreams come true. And of course, live what? What is it? What do I say? You almost said it right. Live, love, and prosper. Live long and prosper. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there we go. That's it, Spock. Live long and prosper or live yeah, love that's, that's and it. prosper? No, live long. Live long and prosper. I, th- I think it's laugh, love, and lobster. Yes. <laughs> Well, that one's good, too. I like lobster. All right. Peace. We are out. Make sure to follow us, subscribe, all the things, and we will see you on the next pod. Peace. Have a good night. Someone's driving by. I can hear it. (laughs) That was cool. Yeah, seriously.